What's going on, family? It's your host, Elijah Lodge Faraby, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Heart, Mind, and Jugular, a podcast dedicated to exploring an array of topics that affect the soul self in our modern day world. So without further ado, you know how we do. Let's get to it. Once again, welcome back, HMJ family. I'm your host, Elijah Lodge Faraby, and it is a pleasure, as always, to be in this space, in this place with you, exploring topics that affect us, our souls, and how we function, and the ways in which we can discuss and go about them in our world and in our own personal experiences. Today, I want to talk about the topic of why jugular. I'm sure many of you who have looked at the podcast names, like, well, I get the heart, I get the mind. But why jugular? We all know what this means. We all know the significance of it. But I wanted to make sure I thoroughly and clearly explained why I chose this particular word um, to be in the headline of the name of the podcast, or rather one of the words in the main headline for the name of the podcast. Um, And so just give us some more clarity or give all of us clarity about, you know, what we are doing here, what this means and how we go about navigating being in this podcast space together as we explore these topics. Before I do that, though, um, in recognizing that this week has been particularly difficult, this week has been particularly emotionally charged and emotionally draining, physically draining as well for many, many people. Before we discuss this, I'd like to invite us into a space of calm. I like to invite us into a space of releasing whatever we have that's burdening our hearts or our minds so that we can be here present fully without the distraction as best we can of what's going on around us or what we are experiencing. So in this time, I like to invite you to inhale peace and exhale anxiety. Inhale stillness. And exhale movement. Be present together. Calm your heart. Calm your thoughts. Calm your feelings. So that we can explore together. So that we can be in this this space present with one another. Ashe and Amen. So once again, welcome back. Um, so let's get to the meat of what we're here to talk about today. Why jugular? You know what? What Elijah? What is that about? What do you? What do you mean? You know, I, I kind of I may be able to get some of what you're referencing by using that word, but what? What are you going for, my friend? Well, I'm glad you asked. And for the price of $4.99, you too can own the understanding of what this means. No, I'm just playing with you guys. <laughs> um, okay, so transparency. Um, one of the main reasons I picked the word jugular was because of the fact that it's a word that popped. It's a word that is one that incites question, especially when in comparison in relation to the other two words. You don't really count and, so heart and mind. Um, and looking at, well, what does this, how does this fit in here? 
Because usually when you see the words heart and mind in a catchy slogan or you see the words heart and mind in a reference, usually what follows is soul. And because our soul is so important to us, I wanted to do something in reference to soul that didn't necessarily use the word only because I was also looking for something that that meant important, something that had significance, something that had an eye catching ability to say, you need to pay attention to this. You need to inquire about what this is, what this means, not only in this space, but for you. And because I couldn't really find another word to compare to the word soul or to the word important, I was I was kind of at a loss. So believe it or not, the word did not just come to me out of nowhere. You know, I wasn't just sitting down and just thinking and, you know, it was like, there it is. I got it. This is what it, this is what it is. Not at all. I was actually watching a Breakfast Club video uh, where uh, one of the hosts was interviewing uh, a basketball player whose name escapes me at the moment. Please forgive me. But a basketball player who was uh, fairly close to George Floyd, who we all know now has been, you know, murdered and, and has been uh a sufferer of police brutality and is in this season that we are in the focal point of the driving force behind the injustices that people face at the hands of our law. Not only just our law enforcement, but the ways in which the law is shaped to incarcerate people unjustly, to keep them incarcerated, to make it so that life is difficult for them and so on and so forth. So while I was watching this interview, uh, his friend used the word jugular in reference to their relationship, in reference to his life, physically and symbolically. And I said, you know what? That's it. That's the word. Jugular. Jugular. You think of jugular vein, a very important vein. Most times when it's it's punctured or it's hurt or it's or it's or it's severed in some way, shape, or form, that's alarming. That is something that that means, okay, this is dangerous. We need to call an ambulance or you need to get to a hospital immediately because if this vein is not if this vein is not taken care of in this moment, there's going to be a problem for you. You are losing too much blood. And so with that, and recognizing what Juggler meant to the friend of, of our dear brother, George Floyd, um, I wanted a word that was symbolic of matters so serious that they can mean life or death for many of us. A word that that puts forth an imagery that says, wow, this is an important, this is a topic of importance. This is significant. This is, this is something we need to really, really pay attention to because if we don't, we, we run the risk of, of losing this component of ourselves, of our world, of our society entirely. And so with that, and now with that understanding that I hope was very clear, uh, or at least I made very clear for everyone, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. And one of the first ones is, um, what are the jugular veins in your life? What are those things in your own personal experience that are of such significance, are, are of such importance to pay attention to that if they were punctured, if they were severed, if they were damaged and left to bleed out would mean, would mean significant change or would have a significant effect in your world? What are those areas in your existence that require the most attention from you because they are just that important? For some, 
to mental health and well-being, exploring the the different traumas that that we and that they have faced that need that that immediate care, that need that 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 need that maintenance, that that need that check-in to make sure everything is flowing smoothly, that need that attention. What are those areas in your life that act as jugulars, that act as jugular veins of importance? to not only your existence, but the world around you as well. And, and the, all those who you are in connection with, all those who you are in relationship with, in all the ways in which you relate to the world as a whole. Another question I wanna ask to, to take a moment to ponder on is, what areas in our world are our jugular veins? So we see that right now, an issue that has been particularly a jugular vein for us, that has been, in my opinion, bleeding out for a while, has been the, the, the conversation, or, or rather, the ways in which we live with one another in our society and in our world, the ways in which our differences have created tension, the ways in which, as, as petty as it may seem, our physical and cultural differences have developed animosity towards us, have developed a hatred within us, have developed a confusion in the ways in which we treat each other that has led to us to gravitate toward the negative side of how we wanted how we treat one another what are those areas what are those what, what how do we address that in relationship to race relation a very very deep and significant jugular vein in the society that has been bleeding out for many years because of many things everything from the injustices in our justice system you can't see me but i'm using air quotes um the ways in which we treat others who come from other countries in that in that main vein the ways in which we view people from the ways in which xenophobia has made its way and xenophobia rather and prejudice have made their way into our bloodstream and are slowly bleeding out and making us lose life how do we address that? How do we look at that? You know, what, what do we do? It's clear that now we realize that this is an area, not that we've not always realized it, but we realize now more than ever that this is an area that requires immediate attention, immediate attention, because we have had enough. And if we continue to allow this vein to lose its, its carrier ability so that we can main, that we that we can continue to function and work as a body. We will lose it. We will lose each other. And we will ultimately shut down. My pastor likes to say, who are those that your heart bleeds for? You know, who are, what are those areas in life, those people in our world, those demographics, those topics that your heart bleeds for? What is one thing or one area of thought, of experience, of, of feeling, of anything of, of the sort that you are most passionate about, that if the vein, the jugular vein connected to, to, to that area, to that, to those people, to that topic were to be severed, you would lose your flow of lifeline. What is that? What, what is that thing that, that connects you in blood, that connects you in, in life force, um, that your heart mourns for, that your heart bleeds for, that your heart beats for? What are those things? We see it in the ways in which we, we treat each other in difference because of gender issue, or, or not even gender issue, gender differences. 
and the and the oppressions and the and the marginalization and the difficulties that have come with that for people who are not in the dominant or or viewed as dominant role within our communities it, within our world another vein that has been bleeding out for a long long time far too long in my opinion and i'm sure that many of you share the same sentiment for me personally it has been a juggler vein in my life has been the topic of soul care for young black men something that i've always felt a gravitational pull toward particularly through the route through the realm of ministry in which i'm still learning how to tie that together and learning how to make it so that that flows more smoothly as i continue to discern and explore and and, and think about certain things you know that has been a vein that i've felt most connected to that has been a vein that i've, I've felt most pulled to in the sense of without that or without without addressing that i would not feel alive personally um coming up i participated in many but my mom put me in opportunities where i would be molded by by older black men so one of the first things i did was jujitsu and then after that when i was in elementary school there was a uh, a gentleman from a fraternity who came and would teach us how to step and in my sixth grade year i had a black male teacher and and that that care from those from those older black men for someone who who me talking about myself for someone who did not have that immediate fathering or that immediate nurturing from from old from black men who were older than I uh, was something that really inspired me something that really made me want to say you know what I see the significance in this I understand that this is important I understand that this is something that needs to be continually watched nurtured and taken care of so that this vein does not bleed out and so that this part does not wither and die because of its because of its essentialness because of its importance because of its significance and for myself that's always been something that has been a vein for me because i've seen the ways in which in my own life that vein has carried me through that vein has given me life that vein has continued to grow me and, and to help my body to to, to to develop my spiritual body my, my soul self to develop and to grow as i go forward and so because I care about it so much, I'm looking at ways and exploring how I can be involved. When I was an undergrad at Virginia State, I was a part of a program called Men of Troy. And while we were there, we were doing mentor doing mentoring at a neighboring elementary school called Ettrick Elementary. And every, I believe it was Monday, Elijah, it's not that long ago, it was only 2010, 2011. But every Monday, from what I can remember, we would go over and do homework and, and check in on the boys and and you know play games with them and ask them how they're doing and, and make sure you know that they're doing all right and that just gave me so much life especially because it was tied to ministry especially for me because it had the god component for me and the and the human touch interaction component for me that brought me alive because it reminded me of what i experienced myself it reminded me of how alive i felt how love i felt how empowered i felt when i had when I had the male presence in my life to show me that there was care there, that there was care. That my mom did a phenomenal job raising me. She is the, the, if I had the chance to pick another mother, I would never, ever, ever do so because she's just that amazing, has been that amazing, um, and has just has been such a vital role in not only my physical life, but my 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 emotional well-being my soul well-being my developmental as even as i continue to grow into adulthood she is there but there was something about having 
male mentorship, male presence, male nurturing that brought me to life in a way that I had not experienced. You know, being someone whose father was not present in his life, it just showed me how you can still be there. There was really, for me, God in that. Caring for someone who is not bi biologically yours in any way, shape, or form, be it your son, your brother, your nephew, your cousin, you know, your great nephew, your grandson, or whatever the case may be, having, knowing that these, that these men cared enough to come and do this with us, it touched me in so many ways and such that it still affects me to this day, now being almost 17 years removed from that, you know, and so that's something that's a jugular for me, the souls of black boys, the caring of black boys, the nurturing of black boys in a way that is healthy. Um, but yeah, I'd like to pose that question to you. What are those jugglers in your life? You know, what, what are those veins of connection that if severed or if punctured would, would, would affect you in great ways? And how do you maintain that? How do you take your position in that? How do you nurture that? How do you make sure that that connection remains intact? And if you see that it is bleeding out, what will you do and what will we do rather to address that in an emergency way? to make sure that, that that wound is healed, to make sure that, that, that we are able to patch it up. Um, I'm not a medical doctor in any way, shape, or form, so everything I'm saying is definitely metaphorical. Um, and I'm not even sure if you can fix jugular veins, but in, the, but in the soul experience, we see that that is something that we can do. We see that that is something that can be addressed, and we see that something that can be mend, mend, mended, I guess, and healed. It's not easy. It's not easy at all, but we do it. Even now with everything that we are seeing take place with, with, with protesting and, and I don't want to use the word riot because it comes with such negative connotations, but the uprising of emotion that has caused physical response due to negligence from higher ups. That is an addressing of a jugular vein that is in danger. And that's what we're talking about. That's why this space is created. And that's why I chose that title for this particular podcast. Because it's significant. Because it holds weight. Because it's important. Because it's eye-catching. And because it is essential. We are addressing the essential components of our body and our world. Through that which drives us. Through that which we are most passionate about. So I want to make sure that I encourage you to look at that. To reflect on that. To see what in your life, what in your heart, what in your soul, what in your mind, what in your being drives you, pulls you, you feel most passionate about. And to explore that and to go further, we can explore it together. Like I said, I, I am not the authority on anything, you know. I, I can only speak to my experience and, and, to, and, and share my opinion and to hopefully inspire you and myself to go forth and explore that which drives us, that which pulls us, that which brings us to life because we need it. And someone needs us and people need us and we need each other. We recognize that now more than ever. We see it today. We see it on all, all across the social media. We see it on the news. We care about each other. And when there's something within the human self, there's something within the human condition that says when an injustice has been served in a way that is so wicked, in a way that is so dangerous, in a way that is so horrific and horrendous and evil we can't stand for that regardless of what has separated us in the past regardless of what has told us that we need to be divided we come together to give that thing spiritual 
medical attention. And so that's why we're here. And that's why we're in this podcast together, this podcast journey together. So that's why jugular, heart, mind, and jugular, the heart, meditations of our heart, the mind, the the thoughts that we have, and everything that comes with that, as well as those veins of significance in our lives and in our world. May peace surround you. May clarity make itself known in your life. May you experience a heart that feels so strongly about what you are passionate about, a soul that that yearns to pursue what you feel so passionate about that you go out and do it. And if it's not there, that you create the spaces to do it, that you partner with others who feel the same to do it, that you make it happen and that you address it. Because it's what we're called to do. We're called to care for one another. One another. We're called to to, to be to be in in unity unity with one another. Because we are communal. Because we share this whole body together. And when those jugular veins are ruptured and not given immediate attention and not cared for and not restored, we run the risk of bleeding out and dying. And that's what we don't want to do. So, my brothers and sisters. This is the second episode. I look forward to journeying with you more and more and going deeper and further as we take next steps, as we remain in community, as we grow together, as we love together, and as we do, as we are called. Episode two. This is Lodge signing out. Be back soon. Hope to see you here again. We will get some consistency on days and times of release, hopefully. But may peace surround you. For those of my brothers and sisters who are part of my particular faith tradition, may the Holy Spirit guide you now and always. May you be, for all my people, may you be open to receiving the revelations and the callings and the insight on how to do what you've been, what's been set ablaze in your heart to do now and for the rest of your days. Go in peace, amen, ashe, and as I learn more, I'll start saying them too. Have a good one, have a great week. Look forward to speaking with you all soon. Go outside, get some sun if you can. Be safe. Keep your loved ones close. Check in on each other. Check in on each other. And have a great, great day until we meet again in this place. Soon at a set time. But definitely in this place. Talk to you later.